Alawapa friends, it's the eighth day of knowledge, the year 175 of the Badi calendar, 10-22-2018. Uh, we're going to delve into a fairly long passage today from Gleanings from the Writings of Baha'u'llah, pages 263-271. to 271. O my brother, when a true seeker determineth to take the step of search in the path leading unto the knowledge of the Ancient of Days, he must, before all else, cleanse his heart, which is the seat of the revelation of the inner mysteries of God, from the obscuring dust of all acquired knowledge, and the illusions of the embodiments of satanic fancy. He must purge his breast, which is the sanctuary of the abiding love of the Beloved, of every defilement, and sanctify his soul from all that pertaineth to water and clay, from all shadowy and ephemeral attachments. He must so cleanse his heart that no remnant of either love or hate may linger therein, lest that love blindly incline him to error, or that hate repel him away from the truth. Even as thou dost witness in this day how most of the people, because of such love and hate, are bereft of the immortal face, have strayed far from the embodiments of the divine mysteries, and shepherdless are roaming through the wilderness of oblivion and error. That seeker must at all times put his trust in God, must renounce the peoples of the earth, must detach himself from the world of dust, and cleave unto him who is the Lord of lords. He must never seek to exalt himself above any one, must wash away from the tablet of his heart every trace of pride and vainglory, must cling unto patience and resignation, observe silence and ref refrain from idle talk, for the tongue is a smoldering fire, an excess of speech a deadly poison. Material fire consumeth the body, whereas the fire of the tongue devoureth both heart and soul. The force of the former lasteth but for a time, whilst the effects of the latter endureth a century. That seeker should also regard backbiting as grievous error, and keep himself aloof from its dominion, Inasmuch as backbiting quencheth the light of the heart and extinguisheth the life of the soul, he should be content with little and be freed from all inordinate desire. He should treasure the companionship of them that have renounced the world and regard avoidance of boastful and worldly people a precious benefit. At the dawn of every day he should commune with God and with all his soul persevere in the quest of his beloved. He should consume every wayward thought with the flame of his loving mention, and with the swiftness of lightning pass by all save him. He should succor the dispossessed and never withhold his favor from the destitute. He should show kindness to animals, how much more unto his fellow man, to him who is endowed with the power of utterance. He should not hesitate to offer up his life for his beloved, nor allow the censure of the people to turn him away from the truth. He should not wish for others that which he doth not wish for himself, nor promise that which he doth not fulfill. With all his heart he should avoid fellowship with evildoers, and pray for the remission of their sins. He should forgive the sinful, and never despise his low estate, for none knoweth what his own end shall be. How often hath a sinner attained at the hour of death 
to the essence of faith, and quaffing the immortal draught, had taken his flight unto the concourse on high. And how often hath a devout believer at the hour of his soul's ascension been so changed as to fall into the, nether no, into the nethermost fire? Our purpose in revealing these convincing and weighty utterances is to impress upon the seeker that he should regard all else beside God as transient and count all things save him who is the object of all adoration as utter nothingness. These are among the attributes of the exalted and constitute the hallmark of the spiritually minded. They have already been mentioned in connection with the requirements of the wayfarers that tread the path of positive knowledge. When the detached wayfarer and sincere seeker hath fulfilled these essential conditions, then and only then can he be called a true seeker. Whensoever he hath fulfilled the conditions implied in the verse, Whoso maketh efforts for us, he shall enjoy the blessings conferred by the words, In our ways shall we assuredly guide him. Only when the lamp of search, of earnest striving, of longing desire, of passionate devotion, of fervid love, of rapture and ecstasy is kindled within the seeker's heart, and the breeze of his loving kindness is wafted upon his soul, will the darkness of error be dispelled, the mists of doubts and misgivings be dissipated, and the lights of knowledge and certitude envelop his being. At that hour will the mystic herald, bearing the joyful tidings of the Spirit, shine forth from the city of God, resplendent as the morn, and through the trumpet blast of knowledge will awaken the heart, the soul, and the spirit from the slumber of heedlessness. Then will the manifold favors and outpouring grace of the holy and everlasting Spirit confer such new life upon the seeker that he will find himself endowed with a new eye, a new ear, a new heart, and a new mind. He will contemplate the manifest signs of the universe and will penetrate the hidden mysteries of the soul. Gazing with the eye of God, he will perceive within every atom a door that leadeth him to the stations of absolute certitude. He will discover in all things the mysteries of divine revelation and the evidences of an everlasting manifestation. I swear by God, were he that treadeth the path of guidance, and seeketh to scale the heights of righteousness, to attain unto this glorious and exalted station, he would inhale at a distance of a thousand leagues the fragrance of God, and would perceive the resplendent morn of a divine guidance rising above the dayspring of all things. Each and every thing, however small, would be to him a revelation leading him to his beloved, the object of his quest. So great shall be the discernment of the seeker that he will discriminate between truth and falsehood, even as he doth distinguish the sun from shadow. If in the uttermost corners of the east the sweet savors of God be wafted, he will assuredly recognize and inhale their fragrance, even though he be dwelling in the uttermost ends of the west. He will likewise clearly distinguish all the signs of God, his wondrous utterances, his great works and mighty deeds, from the doings, the words and ways of men, even as the jeweler who knoweth the gem from the stone, or the man who distinguisheth the spring from autumn and heat from cold, 
when the channel of the human soul is cleansed of all worldly and impending, impeding attachments, it will unfailingly perceive the breath of the Beloved across immeasurable distances, and will, led by its perfume, attain and enter the city of certitude. Therein he will discern the wonders of his ancient wisdom, and will perceive all the hidden teachings from the rustling leaves of the tree that flourisheth in that city. With both his inner and outer ear, he will hear from its dust the hymns of glory and praise ascending unto the Lord of Lords. And with his inner eye will he discover the mysteries of return and revival. How unspeakably glorious are the signs, the tokens, the revelations, and splendors which he, who is the king of names and attributes, hath destined for that city. The attainment unto this city quencheth thirst without water, and kindleth the love of God without fire. Within every blade of grass are enshrined the mysteries of an inscrutable wisdom, and upon every rose-bush a myriad nightingales pour out in blissful rapture their melody. Its wondrous tulips unfold the mystery of the undying fire in the burning bush, and its sweet savors of holiness breathe the perfume of the messianic spirit. It bestoweth wealth without gold, and conferreth immortality without death. In each one of its leaves ineffable delights are treasured, and within every chamber unnumbered mysteries lie hidden. They that valiantly labor in quest of God will, when once they have renounced all else but Him, be so attached and wedded unto that city that a moment's separation from it would to them be unthinkable. They will hearken unto infallible proofs from the hyacinth of that assembly, and will receive the surest testimonies from the beauty of its rose and the melody of its nightingale. Once in about a thousand years shall this city be renewed and readorned. That city is none other than the word of God, revealed in every age and dispensation. In the days of Moses it was the Pentateuch, in the days of Jesus the Gospel, in the days of Muhammad, the messenger of God, the Quran, in this day, the Bayan, and in the dispensation of him who God will make manifest his own book, the book unto which all the books of former dispensations must needs be referred, the book that standeth amongst them all transcendent and supreme. I made an error when I told you I was going to read to page 271. I actually only read to page 269. So I apologize for that. So it's 263 to 269, Gleanings from the Writings of Baha'u'llah. We're going to continue our reading of the hidden words of Baha'u'llah from the Arabic. We're on to the 15th hidden word. O son of utterance, Turn thy face unto mine, and renounce all save me. For my sovereignty endureth, and my dominion perisheth not. If thou seekest another than me, yea, if thou searchest the universe for evermore, thy quest will be in vain. And we're going to close with a prayer from the Baha'i Prayer Book. Um, we're going to read a prayer for... I'm sorry on page 198, a prayer for teaching. O God, my God, 
aid thou thy trusted servants to have loving and tender hearts. Help them to spread amongst all the nations of the earth the light of guidance that cometh from the company on high. Verily thou art the strong, the powerful, the mighty, the all-subduing, the ever-forgiving. Verily thou art the generous, the gentle, the tender, the most bountiful. Abdu'l-Baha. Thank you for joining me at Scattering Angels. Sorry it's sort of late in the day. Um, Tune in again on Wednesday and we'll do another episode. Have a great day.